When you're dealing with materials, the real problem to solve is the durability. Because you can make a sustainable material made out of plants, but making that material durable, that is incredibly difficult. With liquid plant, we actually solved the problem and now we're trying to improve on our formula and be as robust and scalable as possible. So liquid plant is a 100% plant-based durable top coat. So it's made with zero petrochemicals. You can use it as a top coat, not only for flexible materials, but for anything that you see covered in plastic today. So the leather in your car, and it works really well because it makes that surface durable. So with liquid plant, we really have solved this problem. Welcome to the official podcast of the EV Report. Here, we take a deep dive into the world of electric vehicles, bringing you exclusive interviews and insights into the company shaping our future. Let's get started. Welcome, I'm Brian Hagman, and my guest today is Vicki Von Holthausen, founder and CEO of Von Holthausen. Welcome, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Brian, happy to be here. Yeah, so I guess to kick things off, do you mind sharing a little bit about your background and I guess sure. the story behind so, your company? Um, I am a former car designer. I went to school at Art Center College of Design in Pasadena. I actually grew up in Pasadena. I love design. I pretty much came out of the womb fully formed as a designer. I was very much inspired by car design. I did it for over 15 years. I ended up working in Europe for some of the major car companies. I worked at Mercedes. I did an internship at Audi. I just fell in love with design and especially the design principles, sort of like the Dieter Rams design principles. And at one point I got recruited to come to America and I worked back here um, for General Motors Advanced Design and for production as well. So it was an interesting time. I was able to see some of my concepts go from initial sketch to actually re reality on the road. So it, it was great. And after doing that, I don't even know how many times, but enough times that I felt that I had seen the cycle of creating a car from vision all the way through the manufacturing process and reality, I really wanted to, to do something new. And I also wanted to combine the things that I really cared about. And um, just giving a little bit of background uh, about me personally, I am an environmentalist and I, I'm a vegan and I hadn't, you know, eaten animal meat since, you know, I was 19. So I really care deeply about animal rights, but also environmental footprint. And this was starting to come into play when I was a car designer. And I realized how many animal skins it took to upholster a vehicle, which is really astonishing. It takes about 20 animal hides to upholster a luxury sedan. And all of these things started to sort of, you know, they were topics that I cared about deeply. And I really thought there were there was a better way. And so having learned a lot about innovation, technology and design in the man, in the car world, I wanted to bring that into a brand. And I started this lifestyle brand called Von Holzhausen. I put my name behind it because I just really wanted to keep me honest, right? Keep my vision pure to what I really wanted to accomplish. And I, I launched this brand in 2015 and I launched it with an accessories collection because I wanted uh, these 
things to be sort of easily created and purchased by a customer so that they can sort of feel what materials of the future could could feel like. And I started the collection sort of working with a, a bunch of manufacturers of materials that had worked, supplied materials to the car industry. But very quickly, I discovered that a lot of these materials were not environmentally friendly because they were primarily made out of plastic. You know, this is sort of the the path we take as an entrepreneur. You're trying to so- solve one problem and very quickly you see that, oh, there's actually a bigger problem to solve. So, you know, I, I, I set out to solve sort of an animal material problem, but then plastic is almost a, kind of a, a larger problem, especially with the microplastics created with the use of petroleum, with our reliance on petroleum and all the carbon footprint that all of these materials create. So we set out about in 2016-2017 to create our own materials as a very small team. Actually, it was just me to start. I started researching how to create our own materials, my own materials, and I started assembling a team of consultants to help understand how to do this. And then pretty soon the snowball started to kind of grow. Apple took notice and I created a collection of accessories for Apple Corporation, which, you know, are still there. So this was kind of like four years ago. By then, the team was starting to really flesh out and and we had a lot of interest from other companies about our materials. So I could tell you sort of how we we started with the materials and what kind of materials we started to create. There is a collection of materials and then there's also amazing innovation uh, that we launched last year called Liquid Plant, which is a 100% plant-based polymer that is a composite or a top coat. So I, I I can sort of go into detail on all the things that we create as a business now, but this is sort of like a long, windy road that I, I sort of gave you insight into. No, that's great. No, and there's a lot to unpack here for sure. So, so the first thing is, so you said, you know, you were, you always knew you were creative, like design. So were you a, were you a car person? Like, did you like automotive or did you just say, hey, I, I really like to go to design in the field of design somewhere and you kind of fell into automotive? Like, how did that work? I love cars and it's because cars are so complex as a product. And so they offer a lot of challenges and all a, a lot of products to solve within the car in itself. I love cars. Not only that, they also sort of embody the mood of the times. They they are the most advanced product of the time as far as technology. They create the fashion of the times by the shapes that are they're using and they inform so many other industries. I feel that automotive design is probably at the leading edge of any product within any given era. And they also speak to sort of how do we w- live in our cities? How do we live, you know, as people moving around the world. So I, I just love them. They they yeah. do so Yeah. Much. And so in your time within the automotive space, too, you spent several years designing vehicles. Did you did you spend time with overall automotive design or did you focus 100% like on the interiors? Like what was your experience like as far as your design work? Oh, gosh. I mean, I actually was an exterior designer. I designed exteriors and I designed interiors, but I sort of, you know, in advanced design, the way that I my experience was is everybody sketches on the program when they launch it. So whatever it is, you know, a sedan, a 
Shokar, a new concept that you have to propose yourself. So you sort of come up with the ideas, put up your sketches and present your ideas. And this is like an ongoing process over and over again, the kind of an idea generator. And that's what designers are, you know, used for at the beginning stages of a program. And then as you go deeper into the program, if you win, you know, if you're fortunate enough to win the program, then you sort of get into the details of the the shapes, you know, you build them through CAD models, you build them through physical models. And I think maybe your audience knows sort of. Yeah. So when you set out, so in 2015, you said you're going out on your own, you've got a mission on sustainable materials. Was your focus on the fashion world, like consumer goods? Did you say, hey, I want to stay in automotive? Like, what was your vision when you kind of first launched it as far as the the focus? I'm really about rapid prototyping. And I wanted to bring a product quick to market. Fashion is really awesome that way. You can come up with your concept and within like a week you have a product. It's really awesome. And so I really wanted to do it that way. Something I didn't have to raise capital to create. You know, I could just do it with my own resources. And it worked very well in that way. And in a way, like you can get the customer to give you feedback very quickly. You build your website, you build your sort of communication plan, your marketing plan, and boom, there you go. You have sales, you have a product. It's great. Typically on this podcast, we focus on EVs from the vehicles to charging infrastructure to battery technology. But today, the reason why I brought you on is I wanted to kind of come from a different angle and talk more about maybe sustainability and the materials used specifically on the maybe interiors. So I guess I'll start off with when I think of like the word sustainable or sustainability gets thrown around a lot in the EV world mm-hmm. for many for many reasons. But can you explain a little bit more about like what that means as far as materials for a vehicle, like the, the interiors? Does it mean that, you know, the materials have been been recycled previously to make the new materials that they can be recycled? Like what is what does sustainability mean or sustainable material mean in, in, in a vehicle? Yeah, there's so many variables here. So just to clarify, we do supply our materials now to the car industry. So it's been a really interesting journey coming from the car industry, doing, you know, all these other products in the Meantime, and now we're all the way back to the car industry because so many companies care deeply about this topic and they want to make positive impact. Not only the EV companies, but, you know, kind of the older legacy car makers. So as far as sustainability goes, how we internally measure our success is through a carbon footprint analysis. So they are called LCAs, Life Cycle Assessment Analysis. And that is, it's not a perfect measure because there's other variables, but it's one that the industry accepts. So you're measuring CO2, the grams of carbon emissions per, let's say, meter of material. So this is sort of industry standard and and that's how what, what we, we use as our North Star. So how do you get that to be a very low number? So to give some context, our incumbent materials, polyurethane, which is a plastic, so PVC and PU, that measures around 12 kilograms or a CO2 per meter squared. And, you know, it's it's pretty high. But when you're talking about leather, you're off the charts. You're at like 30, 30 as far as the measure goes. And and you're talking about, you know, raising a, a cow, feeding the cow, using the land, water usage, 
tanning the leather, the whole process, right? It's a hugely intense process with a huge carbon footprint. So when you're talking about our materials, especially this innovation that we call Liquid Plant that we launched at last year, you're talking about a footprint of less than one. We have a material called bamboo, which is comprised of a bamboo, 100% bamboo fiber backing cloth with a bioresin that's made out of dent corn and a soybean castor oil mix. And so that's 83% plant-based and that passes the craziest performance test in the automotive industry called uh, ingress, egress, which is where a person sits in and out of a car thousands of times. So this is an incredibly robust material, but it's a plant-based material. And that the carbon footprint is around four to six compared to polyurethane, which is 12 and leather, which is like off the charts. So it's really, really impactful when you start to use these materials in a car because they do take up a lot of the surface area. So it makes a big difference. Yeah, and speaking of the bamboo, so that 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 made headlines recently, right? With you all had a significant project using that within a an EV in the market. Is that correct? Yeah, so we were part of the Seat Cupra dark mm-hmm. rebel that was premiered at the Munich Mobility Show. And that was really exciting. We created a really unique material for that project because... Typically, you think of leather alternatives that mimic leather. This material did not mimic leather at all, which is really cool. It's its own thing. And it was, you know, based on our bamboo chemistry. It's uh, the bamboo platform. And what it looked like was this kind of like silky, iridescent, very futuristic material. It almost, to me, looked like exterior car paint on an interior. And so as this whole world kind of evolves, you don't need to look or mimic leather. In fact, we really push towards not. Some of our clients really want to just mimic uh, leather grain, but we're really pushing into totally new expressions using these biopolymers. So it's very exciting. Yeah. So so how did that project come about? Did you did you have this already created and developed and, and, and went to them and said, hey, this would be a great idea for the interior? Or did they come to you and say, hey, solve this problem? Like, how, how did that come about? So with many of our clients, it goes both ways. A lot of the times they reach out to us because they hear about us through, you know, the press or through, you know, various channels, right? They want to reduce their carbon footprint. We present our material platforms to them. So we've got bamboo. We've got ones that are based on recycled materials. We've got this really interesting one called Replant, which is made out of recycled agricultural waste. So we have these different platforms. And then they say, okay, we really like this one idea let's work together to develop a material that fits our needs. So it's a collaborative process. They'll send us ideas, we'll send them ideas, and then we come hopefully to a final product. Yeah, you know, one of my questions, you know, because in my mind, sometimes maybe the perception could be if it is maybe not a traditional material that maybe the quality maybe is not as good, but it sounds like that's not the case, correct? It sounds like the the quality could be even better. Yes, exactly. And that's where I, I was thing, you know, the LCA, the life cycle assessment never tells the whole story because we have our own sort of formula of success where you're looking at carbon footprint, but you also have to have quality, durability, and longevity because it doesn't even matter if you have a very low quality uh, carbon footprint. If the material doesn't last, it's going to get replaced quickly, it's going to fail, and then you're going to create issues in a landfill. So I think the 
performance is key. And our company is built off of that idea that we have to be durable. We have to be high performance. And because I love the car industry, we want to supply to that industry, which means we need to pass their very strict specifications. Yeah. You know, one of the questions too, I was thinking is, you know, with your background, you have a really unique background. So I'd love to be able to ask you this question is, you know, in design with car design, how do you balance being a creative person, how do you balance the need of the customer or end user, you know, their needs or their expectations with being creative and innovative? Is there is there like a challenge there where you're, you know, you, you've got all these ideas, but you also have to try to keep in mind functionality or what, what the customer or user is expecting? I don't know. It seems to have worked seamlessly. I, I really believe, and I, this is going back to my education, I think one of the design principles for Dita Rams, right, is that that the, the product has to inherently be sustainable and the product has to function well. So it doesn't even matter how creative you are if you don't have these things. I'm a designer, you know, a designer is not an artist. A designer actually makes products for people and they have to be manufactured and they have to function. So I guess I view it all as a part of the problem to solve. And that can be problem solving in that respect from an engineering perspective is super creative as well. I think some of our most creative people in the team are our biopolymer scientists. So what what challenges do you see in transitioning to sustainable, more sustainable materials into the automotive segment or like, or EVs? Is there, is there, do you see challenges of being able to make that transition of using more materials in the vehicles? Well, I think that it's really been the customer is demanding it, especially this kind of new, younger generation. And, you know, some of us older people too, like we're all, we are all understanding that in order to live on this planet, we need to make changes. And what we want to bring to the table as innovators and designers is that change doesn't have to mean that it's worse. Change means that it's better. It looks better. It functions better. And I see that with the EVs coming out today. Like they're, they're just remarkable in the design aesthetic and the technologies that they're bringing. They don't have the legacy that some of the older companies have. So they're really sort of, you know, some of the most creative and interesting products out there right now. What about trends? Do you see any any trends you can talk about or anything exciting that that maybe is happening within the interior design, within EVs, within the design that you've noticed? Well, I think that's kind of what I was thinking, that we're moving away from having to replicate leather all the time, that people want to see totally new expressions of materials. It goes along with the story of the material being made out of other things. They're made out of plants rather than than skins. And so why does it have to look like leather? So I think the the customer is very much interested in that idea. Yeah. And and early on in our conversation today, you spoke about some some of the other projects or materials that you've that you're developing. Can you speak to some of that? We we spoke about bamboo, you spoke about some others. Do you want to take a minute to talk about the other other products or other, I guess, developments that you've had? Yeah, I think so. Really exciting um, development and sort of like an industry, you know, we've co- we've solved a major industry problem is liquid plant. So when you're dealing with materials, the real problem to solve is the durability, because you can make a sustainable material made out of plants, but making that material durable 
that is incredibly difficult and, you know, has been a huge challenge for many other uh, material innovators. So with Liquid Plant, we actually solved the problem and now we're trying to improve on our formula and be as robust and scalable as possible. So Liquid Plant is a 100% plant-based durable top coat. So it's made with zero petrochemicals and the inputs are are castor beans, corn sugar, um, linseed oil, flaxseed. So it's these types of polymers that we've um, manipul- manipulated on a man- molecular level and cross-linked them. So they're incredibly durable. So you can use it as a top coat, not only for flexible materials, but for anything that you see covered in plastic today. So whether it be the leather in your car or the cereal box in your cupboard, you know, that's covered in a plastic film or the wood floors in your house that are covered with polyurethane. Plastic is everywhere and it works really well because it makes that surface durable. So with Liquid Plant, we really have solved this problem. And now we're in this pilot program stage where we're working with a bunch of different large corporations and working with their particular substrate, whether it be metal, whether it be canvas, whether it be a composite material that looks like leather to replace the plastic within their materials. And so the pilot program, we're hoping to start scaling it into yardage this year but it's been really exciting. So we're working hand in hand, like I said, with like the biggest and best companies in the world and hope to be launching something, you know, in the near future and making yardage this year. Gotcha. Wow. So explain to me a little bit more about about the material itself. Is it is it like a, a physical like liquid? Is it a spray? How is it applied to the actual, I guess, product? And that's a really good question because it it can work in different ways. So in a lot of ways, we're really trying to replace the typical polyurethane and work in the same manner as polyurethane works. So if it, it, it can be thinned down, you can spray it. But right now, what we're doing is we're applying it with a machinery. So it's kind of like a roller coater application where you roll it onto a fabric or onto a material in a same way that you make polyurethane today on roll to roll sort of fabric. So we're using the same machinery that exists today in order to innovate faster. With your company, Von Holzhausen, what's your typical customer look like? Do you work with all all size companies, uh, all different markets? So, you know, we're to solve this problem at an enterprise scale. So we, we we work primarily with large corporations and we work in, we do have boutique companies, but primarily we, we really want to get ahead of the problem and be as sort of, you, you know, just spread out as quickly as possible. So we work of course, with the car companies. But other than car companies, we work with the furniture manufacturers, fashion, footwear are the key areas. And we're just sort of overwhelmed as a company that's growing with how much interest there is in this space right now. It's really a great moment for design and for innovation. Yeah, no, that's great. Well, Vicky, it's been a pleasure to speak with you today. I appreciate your time and I hope we can do this again at some point. Yeah, I really appreciate your time and I really appreciate the interest that your audience has for this topic and for EVs in general. It's just great. Thank you so much. I'm Brian Hagman, founder of the EV Report, and I would like to thank today's guest along with all of you for tuning in. Don't forget to hit subscribe and I'll see you next time.